0: Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast, a show by wrestling fans for wrestling fans coming your way each and every week. My name is Jack Murley. I am a professional broadcaster joined each and every week by professional athlete rugby player Charlie Beckett. How are you, Charlie? I'm well, thank you, Jack. How are you? I am all right. I'm all right. Here's a secret for folks. We just discovered something that may be happening in WWE just before we came on air that we will get into a little bit later. For now, to keep us going, we're talking AEW Grand Slam, some pretty good action on Monday Night Raw, and some familiar colours returning to NXT. Remember, you can get involved however you'd like each and every week. He's Charlie underscore Beckett on Twitter. I'm Jack underscore Merley. Let's kick off with AEW grand slam which returns to the arthur ash arena next week for aew we know our world title match john moxley versus brian danielson for the aew world championship charlie that's a main
1: event anywhere in the world at any time isn't it say what you want about aew right now but they can still put on huge super matches like this this is this is as big a match as you are going to get in wrestling
0: nowadays with two current stars at the top of their game i am excited for this one is this a case that you experience in sport where sometimes when your backs are to the wall, where everything's going wrong, you can find a way to gut it out and put a performance together? That feels like what Tony Khan's had to do here. He's done.
1: I was, I was actually talking to um, my sister out there the other day because she's a big NFL fan, and it was kind of like in the draft in the NFL when it all goes wrong for teams and they, all the people they want are gone and all their plans are gone. Sometimes they just go with something called best on the board where they literally go, forget the positions we have, who is the best player still available on the board go and draft them? And it's like Tony Khan's done that. He's gone, I'm in absolute crisis. Who are my two best stars? Put them in a title match.
0: Yeah, it's incredible that you've got that, that roster death that we spoke about for such a long time being a problem for AEW. You now look and say, you lose the Bucks, you lose Kenny Omega, you lose CM Punk, Adam Cole still rehabbing an injury, and you can still put together a main event of Moxley and Brian Danielson, which would be a main event anywhere in the world, anytime. Only one of them can come out on top, and both of their pros, both of their negatives, as it were, in terms of storyline. What are you doing if you've got the pencil?
1: I am booking a very hard hitting brutal match, um, and then I'm having MJF cost mocks.
0: Yeah, that's what in I'm doing way, as well. In some way, I'm not
1: sure how, but I'm having... I'm not turning Danielson heel with it. Danielson's not involved, but also he's not going to pass an opportunity to win the title. I would have which it seems mad because we were just talking about how great Mox's title run just was but I would have MJF they seem like they're going that way through the promos between MJF and Mox at the moment it seems like we're going that way and it
0: would just be very in keeping with MJF to cost Mox this match now. I also think that you have to think about what the title's been through in the past. Gosh, since Double or Nothing, when CM Punk wins it. He wins it, he's stripped of it, Mox is the interim champion, then Punk wins it back, then Punk's stripped of it, and then Mox is, you know, in this title tournament. And if you put the title on Mox, and then you want to go straight to MJF, you sort of need MJF to win that title off Mox first time out. And so you can't hot potato the title again. I think you have to do Mox versus MJF and have MJF go over, not for the belt. I think he needs a bigger build and the belt needs some stability and Danielson's a man.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, That is how I would do if I was booking, but
0: we aren't booking, so we'll have to see what happens. Here's one thing I really want them not to do. I don't want them to put this match on first. Do you remember last time out, we had Grand Slam, which looked great and was appealing. It was a huge arena and they went to Omega versus Danielson right out of the gate, which which was a smart strategy. Get people straight away with that dream match. I don't want them to do that with this title match. We saw it on Dynamite a few weeks back when they put it in the middle of the show. This should be your main event.
1: Yeah, this has to close the show out and give them half an hour to just absolutely batter each other. Oh, and I want... I want Regal on commentary, and I want Claudio and Utah at ringside as fellow combat club members just enjoying
0: the carnage. Yeah, I want ringside seats. Do you know what I want them to do it like? I want them to make it feel like Clash at the Castle, McIntyre, Reigns. You want those video packages. You want those special touches. You want it to sort of have that feel to it. So if we're agreed that it's going to be MJF versus Mox down the road but not for the title and Danielson's coming out on top, who's Danielson's first opponent? Where'd you go? Oh, it's a very good Because he's been stuck in this feud with Chris Jericho for a little while. Mm-hmm. You need something fresh for him. Who are you bringing to face Brian Danielson?
1: Shock for me. I don't know how far off Cole is from being ready, but I could do a three-month program of Cole versus Danielson. I'd imagine the matches you get out of that. Um, I honestly don't know about no one. For the first time, no one jumps, do they? No one's like, no. I don't feel Hangman's the right man right now. I don't feel any of MJS studios with, with Hathaway are, are the right guys right now. There's no one really, really obvious unless I'm missing someone that you, you can tell me about.
0: No, I, I think that's true, and I, I think that this is an opportunity for AEW to elevate someone from that mid card which is absolutely loaded to the gills and actually bring someone up to Danielson's level. You got an idea? Samoja. Oh, interesting. Go where straight there. Where is he? So you would go for Joe. Do you know who I would go for? Is is is? And I keep pushing it. Darby Allen. Darby yeah. Allen is an AEW original. He's as close to their version of Jeff Hardy. I know they've got Jeff Hardy, but people know what I mean. You could easily have six, eight weeks of of Darby Allen, Brian Danielson, where you make Allen a credible contender who would lose nothing by losing to Danielson.
1: I don't I don't disagree at all definitely
0: here's something that folks may not know spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert because we're recording this on Friday morning we'll publish on Friday and Rampage airs on Friday evening if you don't want to know what's already been tamed for Rampage skip forward about 10 minutes That's your due diligence done. We will see on Rampage Chris Jericho stand up and announce that he wants to face Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World Championship at Grand Slam. That match, we understand, is signed, sealed, delivered, ROH title. There we go. Thank you, Stevie. You can't can't do that without... You can't say that. All sorts of copyright issues here, if you sing any more than that. So, Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World Championship. For a match that will have less than a week's build, that is very intriguing to me. That's a huge match, isn't it? And and I think they're probably trying to get a little bit of hype around
1: the Ring of Honor World Championship because, let's be honest, since AEW have acquired Ring of Honor, it hasn't been in the forefront of anyone's mind, has it now? Some of that is not their fault because things have been happening in AEW they could not predict. But then you have to also question how they've presented Ring of Honor and the champions, both the world and the pure and the TV. All of them. They haven't really been forefront of anything, have they? you see a lot of belts on AEW. I think I saw a tweet, I think I said it to you, that there are 16 current titles in AEW with all the Ring of Honor ones, which is just bananas. But you, we don't see these ones. Like, When was the last time we had a spotlight on um, Claudio Castagnoli as Ring of Honor world champion? We, I, since he's won it, I can't tell you what he's done with it. So it's a really, really good move to try and get some spotlight on it and try and make it an important belt in
0: AEW if that's what they want to do. Because right now it does not feel that way. You know the way you make that belt seem relevant straight away, and I know Castagnoli only won it a few months back, is you put it on Jericho. You put that belt on Chris Jericho, because I know Roman Reigns is the island of relevancy. Let's be honest, Chris Jericho does that job better than anyone else in wrestling. Would you make Friday's Ring of Honor Rampage? No, I... Oh, it's really difficult with Ring of Honour. I think if I was Tony Khan, I'd have bought it for the video library and not much else.
1: But if, if you haven't, which he obviously hasn't, he wants to bring it in somehow. Yeah. Why would you not split? You have two shows and no one watches your Friday one, let's be honest. Fair? Fair. Why would you not do like your almost own version of a brand split? You don't have to brand split either. People can be on both. But on Fridays, they're fighting for the Ring of Honour world title, for the Ring of Honour pure title, for the Ring of Honour tag team title, for so the TV title. Not anyone turns up anywhere on a Friday, Wednesday. Like, you know, on a Friday, they are the main titles on the show. Like back in the day, Raw was the World Heavyweight Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and SmackDown, when I started watching wrestling, and SmackDown was the WWE Championship and the US Championship. And that was pretty set in stone. You knew that people on those shows were fighting for those titles. You've got a very easy way, I feel, if you wanted to. I've literally just thought this, I've given this no thought. But you could split your AEW titles on a Wednesday and your Ring of R titles on a Friday, and you don't have to call it Ring of Honor Rampage, but I'd be tempted to. Mm. Rebrand it, and then you're never going to get as many people watching that as Dynamite, but you aren't at the moment anyway. So the hardcore Ring of Honor fans who probably are a bit upset and don't have anything to watch at the moment that is theirs, they're going to come back to you and watch that. I, I, I don't know. Just I feel like you've got to do something with it. You're not going to use it for the video library, which is not, and you're not going to use it like a developmental, like NXT, which is not. At the moment, I don't understand why he's got it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is dropping the video library into bits and pieces, as you say. But he's not said, I'm just buying it for the video and I'm shutting everything else down. He, he wants to make a brand out of it. He's run a few pay-per-views. Here's why I, I think it's good in theory. Here's my practicality of it. If they made it Ring of Honor Rampage, would it make any difference to you watching?
1: Not me personally, but I do think there are fans out there who it would.
0: Yeah, but you are about as invested a wrestling fan as you can get. And if you're saying, uh, it's not going to make a difference to me watching it. And also, you don't know what TNT's bought. TNT might say, I didn't buy Ring of Honor. I bought AEW. That's sort of what I want. And this is where, as the broadcast, you know all these little bits and bobs that I get. <laughs> like I, I could be entirely wrong, but I, th- I think it goes to the point that they need to do something. If you're going to keep featuring Ring of Honor belts... You need to do something to make people care about Ring of Honor belts. What will make people care about Ring of Honor more than having Chris Jericho as the ROH champion and then Daniel Garcia as pure champion? You've got those two staples of the Jericho Appreciation Society. The two belts are Ring of Honor. Garcia can think he's better than Jericho, but if Jericho is the world champ, you've got some ready-made storyline built in there.
1: Yep, I don't disagree with I do think it's a tough one for Claudio because he's waited this long to be a world champ, but this... That was sounding hideously condescending to Ring of Honour,
0: is this really a world championship anyone cares about? We haven't been made to. You, we haven't been made to care. We don't know why we should care. Hey, away from just the logistics of the matches, how cool will it be to see AW back at that stadium? It looked bob-on last year. It was tremendous.
1: I said it last year. Everyone thought that Arthur Ashe stadium was designed for tennis, and that was fair enough. You're allowed to think that, until someone put a wrestling show there, and that stadium was built for wrestling. It's just... It's pretty brilliant. I'm really, really excited to see if it lives up to last year's atmosphere and presentation and show. So, yeah, I'm really excited to watch that this week. And the other exciting thing, that we're, we're now recording on Fridays yep. because of Jack's work schedule, which actually means we don't have to try and watch all of AW Rampage <laughs> in an hour before we record at 8 o'clock on, um, on a uh, on a Thursday. I actually have Thursday to watch now, so I'll actually be able to enjoy all of uh uh, I've got the name of Grand Slam yep. before we record on Friday which is nice
0: it's going to be good it's going to be more chill you see it just Ma- means more work for Jack editing it on a Friday but that's not my problem it's not your problem that's my job just like it's not my problem when you tell me about how kicked about you are and how you've you know cut eyes and things like that and still you turn up like a trooper to do the podcast <laughs>
1: It's not exactly physically taxing to sit here and chat to you, Jack.
0: Here's the other thing. Just emotionally. <laughs> badly, just battered emotionally. You just, you just shut the laptop screens. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. Here's the other thing. Punk's still gone. Bucks are still gone. Omega's still gone. Do we care? Did we miss them? Was the show lesser for not having them on it? Not really. No. Not really. That's That's um, got to give Tony Khan some pause for thought, hasn't it? It
1: does, I think. MJF has come back at the perfect time to take everyone's attention to my friend. Oh, did you see his tweet about getting engaged?
0: Yes. Tell, tell folks who may have missed it the gist
1: of so it. Real life Max has got engaged to his girlfriend, now fiance, which is very nice. Congratulations, and Max. Congratulations. And most wrestlers will break kayfabe on Twitter for that, to say how much they love their partner and all this. All MJF tweeted was a picture of them together engaged and just said, <laughs> I cannot believe this. Lots of upset women on my timeline. Don't worry, ladies. Just because there's a goalie, it doesn't mean you can't score. So basically saying, I'm happy to cheat. But don't you love that? Of course you'd well, say hope, that. Of- I just hope it's Kayfabe. If you're his fiance, going, Max, that best be that best be part of your act. He's going, Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, don't worry.
0: But that's why we know MJF is as good as he is, because and I, I was hearing Eric Bischoff have a conversation about this the other day. What do we know about MJF? What what, what do we know about the guy that's different to the character? We know nothing. We don't know if he does charity work. We don't know, uh, you know, very few of us knew he had a girlfriend, now a fiancé. We know nothing about him apart from his heel persona. And I love that. That is how you do social media as a wrestler in 2022.
1: Couldn't agree more.
0: Here's something that flew under the radar. And we talk about AEW missteps and this one passed me by Bobby Fish has left AEW after failing to come to terms with Tony Khan for a new contract. It means the undisputed era in AEW is now just Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, which means it's not really the UE at all. That has to go down as a huge miss.
1: Did you see the picture of him online this week? He doesn't look too healthy either. He doesn't look in too good a way, Bobby, so I hope he's okay. Oh, I missed that. I saw one. He looked very gray and rough and... Just not not great. So I hope he's okay. Yeah, first of all, but yeah, a huge huge misstep from uh, from AW. Like you see, what undisputed era were in NXT? They were the hottest property, and without being too, without simplifying it too much, was it not just a case of copy and paste? Really, give him a different name, but copy and paste. They they just got too entwined with. I think they didn't really know what they wanted to do. Where they wanted to go with the elite side of things, with Adam Cole, all the undisputed era. They tried to do both, and they just didn't work, did it? And now you can't do either.
0: They went way too complicated. Yeah, way, got too way, complex. way too clever. You've got the hottest act in NXT is coming pretty much wholesale to your company. You've got a company that is built of trios. What? What am I missing? Why am I complicating this? Who is that for? It's not for the masses that's for your smart fans who follow being the elite who want all of that and they had a big open goal and they've missed it we never got blood and guts with the undisputed elite versus um undisputed era versus the bucks and Omega we never got them running roughshod we, we just never got any of it a lot of money got left on the table there here's an interesting term well it is and here's an interesting question that we got from one of our listeners Ryan as we were talking about this last week, we were saying, what is the most money left on the table if CM Punk doesn't come back to AEW? What's the one match we didn't get that we feel we should have got? If he is done, and we don't know at this point, what's the one match that you wish we got to see that we didn't?
1: I wanted more than anything
0: that um, Punk, Joe Danielson, triple threat again. Now, I said that, and he said, what about Punk versus Cody? Cody. And I was one round on that. Not the version of Cody at the end, but the version of Cody that was that mega over baby face right at the start <coughs> against a cocky CM Punk. That, for me, suddenly became very, very intriguing.
1: Yeah, you could have just thrown him in from the start straight away. I know they went Punk MGS. You could have gone Punk Cody. And Cody have been like, we don't need you here. This is my company. What are you doing? That, yeah. that would have been a very, very interesting interview. We also, we all forget that Cody's in, in the ether to come back from his injury. Like, WWE is so exciting right now, but the most exciting part of this year for a lot of people was Cody coming back, and he's going to get that Triple
0: H, John Cena pop at the Rumble, isn't he? Let's talk about WWE now. Now, we want to talk about Kevin Owens, we want to talk about Johnny Gargano, and we want to talk about NXT going back to black and gold. But before we logged on today, I was just on social media... And something's going on between Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. If you've missed it, here's what's happened. Roman Reigns turns up on Logan Paul's impulsive podcast. Turns up. That makes it like he wasn't invited. Like he just barged in. (laughs) Just crashes the party. They have a conversation and Roman Reigns is not happy. Storyline With how the conversation goes and says on Twitter, quote, I bless the world and bring the island of relevancy to your show. You and your boys acknowledge me. And as soon as I'm gone, you run your mouth. Wise man, Paul Heyman, handle him. Paul Heyman tweets, I'm in receipt of your command, and I shall indeed bestow upon Logan Paul the wisdom he so desperately lacks. Logan Paul replies, how would you plan on handling me? Triple H then chimes in, as you do when you see people scrapping on socials and think I'll have a piece of this, and says, it just so happens I have a globally televised platform to allow our superstars to handle their issues with one another. Consider this an invite for Smackdown tomorrow night. That was tweeted yesterday. It's going to happen tonight. We don't know what's going to happen. Charlie, are are we going towards Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns?
1: Well, certainly as we never thought we'd say and rest, but I think we might be. Uh, first of all, I just imagine all four of them like sat around in a circle, tweeting them together. Like, okay, I'll tweet this. Now you, okay, okay Hunter, <laughs> Hunter hunt, hunt now. No no. no, 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 no. Use this emoji, uh, which always makes me laugh. When there's clearly... Such convoluted planned Twitter exchanges it always makes like Are they texting each other what they're going to tweet? Yeah. Like that, um, well, who was that footballer whose agent? I can't remember. Uh, where it says, please could you tweet something like, and he copies and pastes it, including the please could you tweet something like.
0: And in fairness, but, I, I, I can't exactly remember. I have a sneaky suspicion English wasn't necessarily his first language. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. So mistakes happen. However, yes. that was a stinker. So Logan um, Paul, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns.
1: So I think tonight on SmackDown, we will see Logan Paul versus Sami Zayn. And Logan Paul will go over Sami Zayn in some way. Yep. I don't know if anything will happen at Extreme Rules. I don't know. But I think what we will... I I don't know if we're going to build a Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. If we do, I think it will be at the Royal Rumble. Okay. What I think we are going to get, I think we're going to get a Team Roman, the Bloodline, because there's five of them now. Count yep. them. One, two, three, four, five. Versus <laughs> All right, a, Sesame Street. <laughs> versus a <laughs> Team Logan Paul at Survivor Series. In like an old-fashioned Survivor Series. It's not brand warfare. Two people have an issue. Get your team together and have a scrap. Okay. Charlie, you sound excited about this. You sound it's a little hyped. It's something different for Survivor Series. Now, if we don't get it, I get myself up for nothing. But Survivor Series for so long has been such a broken concept. Because it's been brand warfare for three weeks. And then everyone forgets about it. Yeah. Also,
0: who the hell is on what brand anymore? Oh, who, who the hell knows? Is there a brand split? I mean, people are here, you know there, I mean? and everywhere. Like,
1: how are we gonna have? How are we gonna have the SmackDown tag team champions versus the Raw tag team champions? Is Jimmy gonna fight Jay? <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> so I, I would be. And also, you know what? Triple H just earned. He's earned this from us. If that's the way you want to go, Hunter. Okay, let's see what you do with it. When learn I f- that trust from me. When I first saw it. And I well, thought like I saw you when you first saw it. We logged on as you were finding out, pretty much. Yeah, and I first Jack saw. Started our call this one with, "I'm worried." Yeah. I was like, oh "God, what's
0: wrong?" But he said, "Morning, I'm worried." And I was like, "Oh God, something's happened in Jack's life." Because there's so many things that could go wrong. I mean, it is just a train wreck most of the time. I was worried that we were going to be getting Roman Reigns, Logan Paul one on one in one of those matches that just I uh, Logan Paul couldn't look credible. However. Yeah. Five man tag, Survivor Series style. Don't hate it. Think it could be quite interesting. Don't hate the idea of a Logan Paul Roman Reigns stare down. What's happening to us, Charlie? Begs the question, and this is putting the spot, who's in Logan Paul's team? Drew McIntyre. Unless yeah. he's tied up with Karrion Cross. Uh, probably maybe like the Street Profits or the New Day maybe, some established tag team like that. And I wonder if he's got any other... Oh, you know what they'll do? Is, they'll... is Logan Paul the face in this? Yeah, I think. There's a weird, weird sentence. Logan Paul kind of transcends it all, doesn't it? Because he was the face... I, I, I think they tried to make him a face against the Miz, didn't they? And and look... Are the, are the Usos feuding with anyone at the moment? Who knows? Who the hell knows? I mean... That'd be an easy one, when it, like, the Street Profits throw them in. Yeah, Drew because he's angry, and then Kevin Owens for Sami Zayn. Yeah, so, some that. Yeah, yeah, that could work really well. And let's not let's not play down Logan Paul. Boy, can go for a celeb with X amount of matches under his belt. The boy can wrestle so. That could be really interesting. We'll we'll watch to see how that plays out. So long as we don't get Logan Paul one-on-one with Roman Reigns, where we get a long two count, where Roman Re- or like a visual pin where Logan Paul gets the three on Roman, but the ref's not there. So long as we steer clear of that, no, I'm okay. No, no.
1: That can't happen. That cannot happen.
0: Imagine if they went that way and they built to the one-on-one match and Roman just beasts him. Literally just like... Or imagine if they put the title on the match if Logan Paul was the one to end it. If Vince was here... If Vince was here, I wouldn't rule it out. I almost would like to see it just to watch
1: Wrestling World burn. But if I could, <laughs> if I could have, right? If I could watch Logan Paul be the one to beat Roman Reigns, yeah, and then stop time, come back, and make it not happen, I absolutely would just to watch the next twenty four hours on Twitter.
0: So basically, you want to Bernard's watch old Roman Reigns and Logan Paul do that? Okay, tell me you wouldn't. What I would love is I would love them to do a bit of a dusty finish. I'd like the three count, the music to play, and maybe they say, oh, it was a different ref, it's not official, something like that. I I think, Charlie, we're winning ourselves round to this, actually. Having started going, I don't know. I think... Let's have Logan Paul beat Bruno Sammartino's run as the longest champion ever. How old's Undertaker? Bring him back, get a new streak going... (laughs) Get another thirty under his belt at Mania and have Logan end streak too. Anyway, look, we'll see how that plays out. In more sensible matters, we saw a Monday Night Raw. Kevin Owens continue this hot streak of just being brilliant. Kevin what Owens of promo. old, so What's good. A
1: promo. Oh, I just feel a little bit of Austin theory because all he's doing at the moment is being on the end of other people being great. But, but Kevin Owens is on fire, man. It's almost like Triple H, who obviously for his for. Kevin's universal title run game, the on-screen, like, shake shake of a hand. He obviously is a huge fan of him backstage. It's like we're seeing a different Kevin Owens since Triple H has been in charge. It's like, like, okay, right, I'm back. It's
0: like a player getting the coach who believes in him back. He's like, I'm back. I'm back in the big time here. And how little did it take? It it seems like he just said, Kevin, you go be you. Go be funny. Go be gruff. Go be badass. Go be all those things you can be. You go and be that, and that'll get you over. You don't need gimmicks. You don't need scripted promos. Just be you. I have a sneaky feeling that Kevin Owens will be the biggest babyface in WWE by this time next year. And I'm putting out an early shout, Kevin Owens may be my favourite to win the Royal Rumble. We're sitting here in September. Kevin Owens is going to be my early shout to win the Rumble. It's a big shout, but I see it. Because also,
1: Kevin Owens is probably one of the few credible people in WWE who could beat Roman Reigns now. Yeah. You could see it. Because also... He says he he keeps on about it. He only lost Roman Reigns because of Jimmy, I think, or Jay. I can't remember which you saw. Yeah, like Roman's ticked him off two years ago, but
0: through cheating, like through cheating. So Kevin has a a reasonable and certified grievance with Roman. Gonna be fascinating to see. I know we're skipping around a lot on today's show. We don't mind that. How they play the Rumble with you've got these unified titles. You've got a two-night WrestleMania. Wouldn't hate the idea of Roman having to defend on both nights. I would love that and just being so angry about it. Imagine such a grumpy tribal chief. Imagine if he if he lost the first title on the first night and then he lost the second on the second. I mean that's intrigue. If you've got a two night WrestleMania, if you want to spread some consistency across it, you can you could do that. But I mean this version of Kevin Owens is what he should have been all along. It's what he was in NXT and when he started feuding with John Cena on the main roster.
1: And he's wearing, and you know what? He's wearing the shirt he wore then because it's almost like he's going, I'm going back to basics.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I, I it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant KR. I love it. I really love it. And this is the guy, he should have been straight off the back of, of wrestling. And God, what a year, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event of WrestleMania this year. We also saw back in action on Monday Night Raw, Johnny Gargano against Chad Gable. Nice to see Gable having a traditional wrestling match. Um, good to see Gargano back. Strong, Strong performance as we always knew it would be. Yeah, it was exactly what you'd expect. Chad Gable's a great guy to put him in there with. They could have a great match
1: with blindfolds on, couldn't they? And Gable's very much a heel at the moment, which is how he's got the word shoosh over as much as he has, because people hate it. People hate him. It's very good. Um, He's very underrated, Chad Gable, actually, both as a
0: wrestler and a performer, I think. Well, we Um, saw him in his American Alpha days back in DIY, where he was so... uh, Back in NXT, excuse me, not DIY, but where he was so good. Don't make me sad about American
1: Alpha. Honestly, just what happened—the way Jason Jordan had to retire, and then they, yeah, I America. If you if you listen to this, go and watch American Alpha. If you're a newer wrestling fan, yeah, go back on the network, go to NXT, and just watch American Alpha versus DIY. They were just the best. And then when they got um, uh, uh, what were they called? Razor and a car, Authors Razor of a Pain. The authors of pain, AOP, everyone had three letters when they got involved as well. That what well, natural threats so of my favourite ever. So go and watch that. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. I mean, it was a the revival, not American Alpha. I've got it wrong. That whole that whole era of tag team wrestling and XT was just a dream. Um, but no, Chad Gable's great. Johnny Gargano is brilliant. I think we've got to get quite quickly to him in theory. Yeah. We know that's where we're going. Let's get there. No, I think extreme rules, let's talk about extreme rules.
0: And, and I think Gargano goes over, and I think Theory loses nothing, and I think you mentioned early, poor, poor Theory sort of just standing there. I, I think Theory, credit to him, is at the point where he doesn't lose anything by doing that, and actually, if Kevin Owens is going to be uh, your spice, your, your high points, your promos that make you cut go ooh, then, then Theory, that's really his job. He has to be the one who stands there and takes it and doesn't take the spotlight, and his time will come. We saw in Cardiff... When his music hits and he does eventually cash in, gonna 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 explode. Whether he wins I or loses, s-
1: I saw a theory on Twitter because, of course, where else do I get any, any information from? <laughs> that they well, it wasn't a theory; it was an idea: mm. Gargano versus Theory for the briefcase. And while I don't hate it, I do also because I just think, why would the money in the
0: bank yeah. holder ever put that briefcase on the line? I I I hate those stipulation matches. You you have you have a golden ticket. You would never, and you've earned it. You got no reason to put it on the line ever. I can see a situation where babyface might do it if they have been their honor has been so affronted they feel they have to. But if you're a cheating, conniving bad guy, why would you give that up? I don't like that. Here's what I want to talk about: Johnny Gargano on Instagram this week posting a a very emotional comment about his journey when it comes to his own body image and body dysmorphia and photos of him when he was being a dad and not training full-time and what he was looking like going back to Monday Night Raw. Really powerful stuff from Johnny Gargano, who's spoken a little bit about it with Renee Paquette on her podcast, but I thought that was so important. Massively so.
1: Massively so, I think. Just showing that it's okay that even... We look at Johnny Gargano and all of us say what great shape he's in, even when he was in his out of shape. He's very much in shape. But that even these superhero, godlike guys have issues in their mind with how they look. I don't think there are very few people in this world, I believe, who look in the mirror and like what they see, which is sad, which is sad, but I think that's the truth. So we all look at other people and see them in a more positive light than we see ourselves, I think. So sometimes it just takes someone who's so clearly in great shape, look at Mm -hmm. him, to say, I struggle with this too, that maybe... It helped some of us go, okay, maybe I'm a bit harsh myself sometimes. So I thought it was a great post, very brave, very honest, and... Anytime you open up like that on social media, it's it's brave because there are not nice people on social media, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was about a year ago, and I don't know if it was Alex Shelley, the Impact Wrestling star, who started it, but he was certainly where I saw it really kick off. And he basically put up a post saying, are you a, a male wrestler who struggled with this, with, with body dysmorphia? And the amount of replies of, of, of male wrestlers, and I know female wrestlers experience this as well, this thread happened to be predominantly male wrestlers, who respond and say, "Yeah, this this is me," and you think, "Yeah, I bet it is." Your job is to go out and look the best you can on television or in front of crowds. crowd. I bet that's really difficult, and it's just expected of you.
1: And things like Johnny's talking about how he will go on cuts before takeovers, so he looks his absolute best because a lot of wrestling, as much as it's performing, it's how you look. Yeah, how he and so I'm using him because the example he said, but now you think about a lot of wrestlers, how they perform and produce the matches they do, and the the effort and physical toll
0: that takes. On he was on sixteen hundred calories a day, yeah. which is nothing, by the way. Yeah. Nothing. Give us some insight into into I mean, I know you're not you're not in the same line of work. You're a professional athlete. What are you on, roughly? So I'm bigger than Johnny, yep. obviously. Um I've got about 40 kilos on Johnny Gargano. Yeah, you've got a fair old so size need, on him. I
1: need more anyway, but I'm working about <sighs> it. Well. So I I'm not in a phase of counting calories. I've had this interesting, I've had times when I haven't actually for my mental health, counting gets me more stressed, but I'm kind of, I know what's good for me, I know what's not, I know roughly what I need to be having. Uh, there's times when you do need to count, like in pre-season I will, because yep. that's a massive performance, but right now I'm not, but I'm normally around, just shy of 3,000 calories a day. Okay. For so- a normal day for training, and it obviously changes how hard training is, and things like that. Yep. Day before a game, that will up to about, to over three, because I need to be, my, I've got day of a so I've got to perform my best, need my energy, that sort of stuff. So for him to be on, half of that and go and put in those 45 minute long matches he was is they, those boys just must be so tired all
0: the time yeah and it's so important and, and this is off at a tangent but i i saw i think it was zach efron who posted the other day about his baywatch body having insisted that no it was just hard work it was just working out and then i think he said no it was diuretics it was i was you know i was washing out my system and you think look you are fine how you are whatever your body is if you're a wrestler if you're not a wrestler i'm very brave of johnny gargano to have that discussion hey charlie nxt has had a change this week do you want to take the lead on this one has it, Jack? I hadn't noticed. Oh, it's black and gold again. It's black and gold.
1: <laughs> Triple H has just gone. Thanks, NXT 2.0. I'll let you get to your year, and then we're going to erase this year from the history books forever. He's just, he literally they had their year celebration, I think, two weeks ago. And then this week, it's gone. Multicolor, 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 black and gold, no 2.0. We are going to forget this ever happened.
0: What a, what a year for you! Just a year for you. You get to go to a UK event. You get to be part of it. You get a you get NXT back in the colours you like. I mean, it is it's all coming up, Charlie Beckett, at the moment. Honestly, life is just brilliant.
1: But um, what what, 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 what do you oh, care? they don't care, Jack. Triple H <laughs> have just gone. Nope, nope. There's, it's not subtle. There's no. They've just gone. Thanks, old man. But we hate that.
0: Yeah. And how must Vince McMahon be feeling, the author what's of his own downfall? What's Thanksgiving going to be like?
1: Honestly, what I, I genuinely wonder what Vince thinks. I wonder if Vince is raging. I wonder if Vince is like he. I wonder if he always knew that the moment he stepped aside, a lot of his stuff would be gone. Yeah, but I wonder. Genuinely wonder what he's thinking. I also who, think who will be brave enough.
0: Which broadcaster or podcast will be brave enough to get him on first? He's not well. This Netflix documentary is still apparently happening. Is it? Yeah, I think I think I've read online and take it with a pinch of salt. They're still going ahead with that, which is going to be very interesting. I mean, here's the problem: we have gone back to black and gold. Are we in our heads going way ahead of ourselves and saying, and that means we're going to get our old NXT back, and it's going to be what we like, and it's going to? Are you really going to make time in your day now to watch NXT just because it's black and gold?
1: Uh, no, it'll be tough because I'm so far out of it. I'm not invested in any of the superstars. I'm not invested in the rest. I I have no investment in NXT anymore because yeah. I haven't for a year. And also, what NXT gave me, the main roster's kind of given my fix off now. Isn't that the but, thing? Isn't that the thing? How I got into NXT was TakeOvers got my attention. They were too good to miss. Yes. Now, TakeOvers get too good to miss again. Then I'll have to watch them. And then from that, that's how you get me in. Because I... I remember my mate Paolo who plays at Wasp Paolo Dogwood um going to take over London. I didn't go because I didn't watch NXT at that point. You missed out, it was great. Yeah. I was there. Him, yeah, him being like, You need to watch NXT. Like this is really good. And that's how I got into it. I watched a few takeovers and I was hooked. So it could ruin me back in like then. I don't know where I'm gonna find an extra hour in my week. <laughs> that would be hard. But I'm sure I will if I need to.
0: Just get them when you're playing, just to have it on a little screen by the side of the pitch. Just sort sorry. of like sorry, do you think when I'm playing, do you think I have that much free time that I could watch wrestling while doing it? I just think have it at the corner of your eye,
1: just like... I was like when, sorry to go on a tangent again. When you see the F1 drivers after chatting to each other after the race, are like, oh, yeah, I saw on the screen that you were seventh. I'm like, hang on, George Russell. You're going 220 <laughs> miles an hour down a straight. How have you got time to go? And I'll just have a look at the big screen. Oh, yay, seventh.
0: Because they are different beasts to us. Now, you threw out last week on the podcast a question... What was the better era in terms of controversy and drama? Was it the Monday Night Wars or was it right now? Uh, for a little bit of context, the Monday Night Wars had the NWO, DX, Hogan's Turn, The Rise of Austin, The Fingerpoke of Doom, TLC, ECW, Mike Tyson. We have now The Birth of AEW, Vince Quits, Punk Returns, Forbidden Door, Danielson, The Elite Jump to AEW, Clash at the Castle, so all going on uh it's it's a pretty much a landslide charlie the monday night wars get the nod but some interesting feedback on this uh viking Esso on twitter says the product is better now but the war era was better now is, is that the truth of it that actually we're getting a better slicker more technical wrestling product but for excitement the wars had it because we hadn't seen it before
1: I think that that's understandable. Also, there's the, there's the nostalgia of it all, isn't there? Things are always you always look back on things more fondly. Um, so I think I, when I said it, it was kind of a flippant comment because I know everyone worships the war era, yeah, and it was great. You watch
0: back on the network, it was great. I didn't live through it and I'm living through this one so I'm biased on that front. Here's an interesting point from Mitch Wadham formerly of Cultaholic says big factor is how much we actually know about what is happening right now as opposed to during the Monday Night Wars modern reporting gives us an understanding of the things happening these days our understanding of those things 20 years ago didn't happen in real time it works both ways too those involved feel more comfortable giving the full story of what went down 20 years ago but social media and online gives us more of a peek behind the curtain in the immediate than we've ever had before and I think that's a really interesting point that we don't know now exactly what's happened in AEW for example in a year or two years time we could get that full story that makes us reassess which era has it in terms of a nod
1: can you imagine if Twitter and the likes of SRS had been around in the Monday Night Wars oh. but also would it have ruined a lot of the surprises well like when Kevin Nash and uh, Scott Hall walk out and WCW we would have known about that that wouldn't be a surprise for Monday Night Telly. We know about that. So it's one of those is that we find everything out and it's amazing, but on-screen surprises do
0: get ruined, not ruined, but don't happen anymore because of the reporters just doing their jobs. Well, look at the, the moments recently that we've enjoyed the most. Gargano comes back to Raw. No one saw that coming. Um, and the flip side is, we all knew that MJF was... Well, actually, we didn't. That was, I think, where they sort of tried to play into that. We didn't really know what was going on with MJF. So I think it does... And and what do we do for a big pay-per-view? We say, we're staying off socials. We want to avoid the spoilers. So maybe we are ruining it for ourselves. Maybe, maybe. But imagine Twitter in the Wonder Night Wars. Oh, my God. Imagine Paul Heyman as as poorly dangerously ECW Paul Heyman on Twitter in the wars. That would have been incredible. I mean, he would have got himself sued even more than ECW was at the time, but it would have been worth it. Yeah, it would have been blockbuster Twitter. Let's do everyone's favourite part of the show then, where we send something from everyday life to developmental that we want less and less of, and we give something the push that we want more and more of. Charlie, first or second this week?
1: I will go first. Go week. for it. Uh, bad Developmental, is, it, there's a running theme with me at the moment. Oh, it's okay. Sh- it's around shopping. Oh, no. Oh, no. Self-checkout machines that don't really work. <laughs> okay. The dreaded words, unexpected item in bagging area will haunt me till the day I die. And there are, is one supermarket in, in particular, I'm not going to name. Thank you. Because of Riz, but all I'm going to say is they quite often will promote what you can find in the middle of them.
0: But they've, you've sent them. Ah, you've,
1: Jack, let me get away with it. I'm just, I was thinking, Jack, Jackson goes, you're going to have to re-record. No, no, thing. you won't
0: have to re-record that. it. But for balance, I should say that I'm sure you've given those supermarkets that have interesting middle aisles the push in the past.
1: Love the supermarket. Okay. But this one, there's right. two of them, the one that will promote the middle, yep. their self-checkouts are dreadful. <laughs> the point where I, I was there yesterday and I knew, I I, I try not to use them but there was only one till open, and it had five people. So I was like, I'm going to risk the self-checkout. Yep. And I went, and literally the second thing I scanned that was a Greek yoghurt, that's how (laughs) wild my life is. Okay. I put it on the scales, and it said, unexpected item. And the guy eventually came, bless him. The guy who's running the till that has the five on is also the guy who has to look after the self-checkout. Oh, that's 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 hard. That's hard. I have to wait five minutes. Not his fault. He gets there. He says, sorry, mate, they're a bit temperamental. Do you know why... Do you know why it said it wasn't the yoghurt? Why? It weighed one more gram than it thought
0: it should. Oh. oh, oh. One gram. Well, you know what you should do is you should go to one of the supermarkets where they essentially say, no, you can do all the work where you scan it yourself as you go around, put it in your own bag. I love it. Yeah, I haven't done that. Yet. I'm not brave enough. I think it's just going to go wrong. Oh, it's great, but, honestly. I because I am someone who you may not believe. I'm quite introverted in my everyday life. I'm not huge. Are or, you really Jack? Yeah. Who would have thought it? And so yes. I'm quite. I'm quite. I like to go out and just keep myself to myself. So I love those little things. I just scan it all myself. Go to the thing, and then what they sometimes do there. Word of warning: is they have to do a check to check you're not lying. Yeah. And then they'll come over, and you better not have bought anything embarrassing because they will pick them out of your bag and go like, okay. Okay. Oh, didn't think you'd be buying those. Yeah. Back check.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's my back developmental. And then Earn the Push is a twofold. It has some serious and some humour, hopefully. Go for it. Um, just the Queen, mate. I love the Queen. She was amazing. I know the monarchy itself is divisive. I, I understand people, some people. I don't agree with the issues people have with it, but I understand them. Yep. I will struggle to understand how anyone could have any issues with the woman, Elizabeth Windsor. She gave her life to this country. 70 years of... Imagine for 70 years not having a moment to yourself. Imagine for 70 years, everything you do, knowing it's going to be scrutinised and the whole country and the world is going to be looking at you. Uh, Just an incredible servant to to our country. Incredible, I think. But my second part of it is, is, I am obsessed with the queue. Ah. The queue. It's the most British thing I've ever seen. We are queuing... And people come from all over the world, but the majority are British, obviously, because we're in Britain. Thousands of people are queuing peacefully around one of the busiest cities in the world for five miles. It's madness. You sorry, five miles. At the last check, it was eight and a half hours of queuing. I've seen people say that this weekend when people are off work. They think it could get to 30 hours over a day of queuing. And there have been, from what
0: I've heard, not a single issue. But don't you think... it's just the most quintessentially British thing I've ever seen. We were made for this moment, regardless of the circumstances that sadly has led to it occurring. If you said to Britain, you have now got to queue for a day... We would go, finally, our time has come. And what I'd like now is there is a queue for journalists to film the queue. I did not know about this. So there is a queue queuing to see her late majesty lying in state. And then there is a queue for journalists who want to film the queue of people queuing. And because people have started filming the queue of journalists queuing to film the queue, there is now a third queue of journalists filming to film the queue of journalists queuing to film the queue of people queuing to see the Queen.
1: And I also love that there's a Twitter page for our live stream because they have to keep updating where the back of the queue is. Yeah, sure. Because you can't just join the wrong bit. No. Nope. Um, I also saw this tweet from at Ben Wraith that has gone viral. He's at the moment has 169,000 likes and 20,000 retweets. Yep. And Ben Wraith, I hope that's correct, Ben. How many followers have you got now, Ben? Ben has got up to 4,000 followers out of nowhere. He's tweeted this. Queue is such a great word. The act's an important letter, and then four more silently
0: waiting behind it in a line. That's, that was I saw that yesterday. I think you retweeted it, and yes. and that was sensational. So a very worthy uh, earning the push. Uh, I will I will uh, acknowledge that and agree with that earning the push. I'm actually going to give a push to Hark at Me giving a push to a young music uh, maker, but I'm going to give the push to a young artist called Jack Britton, who is a brilliant young uh, singer-songwriter from the Southwest. If you need something upbeat and different to listen to this autumn, you could do a lot worse than Jack Britton. He is great. B-R-I-T-T. E N never met the guy don't know him just discovered his music i think you've done this before someone sets you on and said i oh, just try listening to that and you listen yeah. and you're like this is great i love it and it yeah. reminds you what music can be
1: and you you get obsessed for ages don't you it's brilliant i'm still obsessed my sister did it with luke Combs was about three years ago and it's still the main one i listen to yeah um sorry while we're on earn the push i meant to do a third part or three parts oh sorry go on uh, sorry i forgot i completely forgot to now to and this is a bit to you as well Just to all the broadcasters who have been brilliant through the whole... This has not been an easy time to broadcast the Queen's death. Like You're not allowed to be happy or upbeat about anything. And I speak to Jack most days. I know it's not been easy at work for the broadcasters of this country, so well done. But especially Hugh Edwards, who on the BBC was just masterful. There is no other word for it. It was just masterful. And it is a performance, isn't it? Because you have to... you're, You're not portraying your true emotions because you can't you've got to be calm and collected and it was just incredible so to all broadcasters but they're a little bit extra to Hugh. sorry Jack.
0: no 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 he deserves it because just 48 hours earlier he was stood in the rain outside downing street for a new prime minister which was also no mean feat at broadcasting so yeah he gets a push as well i'm going to agree with a back to developmental from you from the past big toe blisters now you oh. struggle with these we went from five aside, from outside to inside this week because we'll do yet. A change of service will do yet. Well, I'm glad you're saying that because as I was driving home, I thought I feel like the bottom of my toe is hanging off, and I have no bottom of my big toe on my left foot now. It is gone. It is just like it was like you someone the, opened a door of skin, and then it's just red so underneath. Yours,
1: yours came straight off. Skin came straight off. So you didn't have to punch it to get it out. Like no, I, you you weren't over. But I'm, I think I've said this on the podcast before. But I remember one of my back developers was being at three o'clock in the morning over my bathtub with a, a sterilized drawing pin, popping blood blisters and
0: just watching the blood spurt out down the bath. I had nothing like that, but it, it was literally like someone opened. And what are you complaining about? Them, I know, I know. But here's something I didn't know. My boyfriend was like, Oh, have you got a blister? I was like, Yeah. He was like, Oh, lucky. I was like, What? And he's like, I love blisters. I love having blisters. And I was like, Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Why does he love having blisters? I did, I, do you know what? Sometimes people say stuff and you think it's good we don't know everything about each other. But he was like... I might have to ask him next time I speak to him. He was like, can I see it? And I was like... Oh, God, this is weird. I know, I know. He doesn't listen. We're fine with this. So I'm putting it's big, right. big toe
1: blisters. The thing is, we both have other halves. Are <laughs> very serious. We live with them. like think devoted. We love them dear and They love us back. Both of them are like... I can't get behind
0: your wrestling podcast. No, this is a safe space where basically we can say whatever we want and they will never know. And
1: both of them
0: have long drives to work where they could very easily just stick it on
1: for an hour. No, they can't get behind it. Not going to do it. So that's going back to... Mine said day. sorry. She said, I was going to listen to your Clash at the Castle one because I know how excited you were. And then I just didn't.
0: Yeah, I have that. I have that. (laughs) I saw it in the run and I saw it on on the playlist uh, that I just didn't. It's like, well, don't tell me that. Like, that's worse Worse. than just not doing it. Don't say, like, I was almost going to listen and then I actively chose not to. It it came into my conscience that I should and I chose not to. <laughs> just thought, nah, not doing that. Uh, right, well, it's been a busy one this week. Look, as always, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your pods from. He's Charlie underscore Beckett. I'm Jack underscore Merley. We'd love to know uh, what you're loving in wrestling at the moment. Do you agree with us? Is Kevin Owens the next big thing for WWE? Is he the early front runner to win the Rumble? Is it the right choice to put the belt on Daniel uh, Brian Danielson at Grand Slam? Charlie, we'll end with more Logan Paul they wouldn't, would they? At some point this year, we're not going to be talking about the and new champion Logan Paul. No, they can't.
1: Not not from Roman. Not from Roman. If Roman loses someone else, Logan could at some point move himself, but Logan Paul
0: is not the man to end this reign. Second no. question then. Do we have to accept as an inevitability at some point Logan Paul will be WWE champion? I don't know if he'll be WWE champion, but I think he will have a title at some point. Well, we shall see. Rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to the pod. For today, we are out of time. On behalf of Charlie and myself, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye.